Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have a bunch of callers this evening that are already in the queue. So I think we'll just go ahead and go to the phones and get this going with the callers and then we'll uh I I will answer a couple of questions hopefully if I have time that people have submitted online and we're getting ready to have lots of fun so I'm delighted that you're all with us this evening I believe our first caller is Nicole hi Nicole good morning Julie how are you I'm good well, today. I should say good evening good evening good evening it's morning <laughs> for you tell everybody where you're calling from I'm calling from the UK in a place called Probra. Terrific. Um, yeah, so I'm near the south coast. And you called us a, a few weeks ago, so, oh my gosh, I'm so honored that you got up in the middle of the night, because it's what, <laughs> it's midnight there, right? It, it's one o'clock in the morning. One o'clock yeah. in the morning. Oh, oh my gosh. early. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you can go back to sleep after we chat. Yeah, I certainly will go back to sleep and then then have to get up in a few hours for work. So yeah, right. I, I so hopefully you're all anything. snuggled in your bed, calling us, right? I I am. I am calling Perfect. you from the bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Well, good. Well, what can? How may I help you? Well, um, as you said, a couple of weeks back, I rung in with um, a, a dizzy kind of unstable feeling and pressure and that in my head. And you, you scanned me and it came up with inflammation and you suggested to take brain octane oil and up all my good fats. So I've been adjusting my diet. I've been taking my brain oil and I'm up to about a dessert spoon on that and there is a marked improvement which is brilliant terrific I'm still getting yeah I just it's amazing after about the first week and a half I really started to notice it but um, there's still a little bit going on there's still sort of I feel a little bit dizzy and unstable still so it's kind of like having a little check up make sure see what's going on in there um, see how the inflammation is and if maybe there's something else I need to adjust or if um, I'm sensitive to any kind of foods and I shouldn't be eating those. So just just a general checkup, really, for this morning. Okay. <laughs> All right. Terrific. I'll be happy to do that. Brain octane oil, for those of you that have no clue what Nicole and I are talking about, is, <laughs> is uh, refined coconut oil. 
and it's it's known as MCT oil, medium chain triglycerides oil. But the reason why I like the brain octane oil from bulletproof.com, you can get it on Amazon too and other places, is because it's highly purified. They really filter it and it it has some kind of I don't know, the triglycerides in there are some special combination and it's way beyond my pay grade what all the nuances are. You can read about it on bulletproof.com. But it's what I use and I have had really good luck with it. So I recommend it to others. And the other thing is you have to start off slowly. And Nicole, I'm sure I told you this because if you start off too, taking too big of a dose and don't work yourself up, um, it can cause what what the company calls disaster pants. So yeah, I think you all, yeah, like, you all have an idea of what that means. <laughs> no, hopefully it, hasn't, hopefully it hasn't caused any stomach upset for you. No, I have been blessed with not having disaster pants. That's wonderful. <laughs> is, that, is that TMI? Is that too much information? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me get you on my radar. What I'm doing is I'm raising my vibrational level to the level of spirit. For those of you who are first-time listeners, when our spirits, which is the everlasting part of us, are in non-physical, we vibrate faster and when we're in a physical body having a human experience simply because the body has mass. So what I do is it just takes me a nanosecond and I raise my vibrational level and then I close my eyes and I envision in my mind's eye a laser beam coming from my body here in the U.S. at in Birmingham, Alabama, in the deep, deep south, darling, and then it's going to go directionally and it's going to go up and, and hook into Nicole in the U.K. So I've got Nicole on my radar, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up through the top of her head, and it's as if I'm, I have a big screen TV in my head and I'm looking at CT scans or MRIs or or uh, uh, X-rays. So, okay, Nicole, let me see what's going on. Yeah, the brain fog is better. It's better. You still have mm-hmm. some of it. And brain mm-hmm. fog, everybody looks to me like kind of a brownish color, grayish color fog, but it's dry. And so you still have that over your brain tissue. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove that. So that would be a healing happening. And then let me see. Okay, I think you need to increase your your good fats with that. You still have a mold issue. I'm still seeing Mm -hmm. mold spores. You have a mold issue in your home, right? Mm, Yes, yeah. Yes. And so I think that is your biggest issue right now. I think you can increase a little bit of the coconut oil, get it up to mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent is of a tablespoon. I don't know what that is in mLs, probably, I don't know, 1.75 mm-hmm. or 2 mLs yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you, you gotta, you gotta find a different place to live. Cause you gotta, <laughs> I, I know easier said than done, but, but, uh, we've That's been the through trouble this with old, Yeah. It's an old so. building. Right. Yeah. So okay. um, and you That's said that you were you were going to look into maybe finding another flat somewhere. 
Um, I've been looking into sort of different places. The problem is it's so expensive to to buy, and where I'm living, um, yeah, I don't know. I've been here 14 years, and it, if I if I sold up, I wouldn't get the same sized property that I've got, <laughs> and I'd have to I'd have to move out of. Uh, this area and sort of um, move a lot further away to be able to afford if I sold here. You know. Right. But, um, well, thought, if you want to inject the building with something. <laughs> well, I think if you want to stay, Nicole, then you then you got to figure out a way to remediate that mold because it's making you sick and your body's mm-hmm. starting to give you some red flags and it's just going to get mm-hmm. worse. So it's really a, it's an environmental toxin issue oh for you, gosh. and oh hopefully yeah. you'll 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 figure out what to do with it. You'll figure if you want yeah. to stay, just get the mold fixed. Yeah. Okay. That or meet Prince Charming and go and live <laughs> well, in the there, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for getting up in the middle of the night and calling us and oh, and. Thank uh, you so much. You bet. It's always a treat to talk with you. Oh, it's lovely to speak with you again and enjoy the rest of your show. Okay, thanks. Sweet dreams. Thank you, Julie. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye bye. All righty. I believe our next caller is Kathy. Hi, Kath. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you, girl? Oh, I'm good. I just got back from visiting my mom and dad today. Wonderful. And uh, my father, who who's in the end stages of dementia, and we've talked about him on the show several times, um, yeah. he was pretty alert when I got there compared to what I expected. Wonderful. Um, so, um, I, and, my, and things were good with my mom, and it was like a really nice visit. So, um, and he's going into... Um, assisted living next week for the for the break for my mom it's respite care that hospice does and we had talked before he had said when you had checked with him um something about had something to do with him not passing at home because he thought it would be too hard on my mom so i'm Mm -hmm. kind of curious for an update on that and see if that's still where he's at with things because this coming week could well be his transition i think oh okay all right and and it's interesting that you're saying that he's alert and he's doing well and and it's there are there for as many people as there are in the world there are that many different scenarios of when people leave when they yeah. die i mean it's it just i've worked with people who they think their loved one's going to be around for a long time and they go quickly my mother was a great example the she was in a hospice facility and when she arrived, the nurses kept saying she's going to probably last for at least another couple of weeks because she's so well hydrated and she didn't even last 24 hours. Yeah. And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum where people are, you know, we think they're ready to go and it's, it's six months later and they're still hanging around. But the interesting thing, though, is one of the common denominators, Kathy, is that a lot of times people rally before they exit. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that's what's going on with your dad, but it it does happen a lot. 
Yeah. And I, I know if you talk to any funeral directors, they'll tell you that too, that they've heard that over the years from many, many families and hospice workers as well. Yeah. So let me tell everybody where you're calling from first, please. Um, I'm between Columbus and Clarksville, or Lancaster and Clarksville, Ohio. <laughs> okay. So she's in Ohio, and I am connecting with you, and then I'm going to connect with your dad, and your dad's name is Jack, right? Yep. Okay. Just making sure my memory's memory's on target there. Okay, got Jack. Yeah, Jack's, Jack's progressing. He is in phase 11 of 12, which for those of you who don't know what that means, if you go on my website, askjulieryan.com, you'll see there are what I call 12 phases of transition. And it's what everybody goes through as we're dying, as we're going into non-physical, whether it take takes a minute or whether it takes days, weeks, or months. Um, it, it's graphics of how angels and deceased loved ones surround us. And your dad's in phase 11 of 12, Kathy. There's a vortex, everybody, that forms at the t- over the top of the head, and it helps the spirit evacuate from the body, and it has an upward pull. It, Kathy, I know I've told you this, and I think it's such a funny analogy, but it's I think it's really descriptive. It reminds me of driving through the car wash when at the end the dryer's sucking all the water off your car. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like to me. And it yeah. looks like a vortex. It's like a tornado, funnel cloud. So he is he's at the top of the funnel cloud. He's at the top of the vortex. So he's it's imminent with him. And it's been imminent for a while. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so all right, let's ask him. I always ask everybody three questions when they're dying. First one is, are you ready to go? Yes. He's told us that for a while. Are you in pain? Yes. He's told us that for a while too. What do you need? My family. So he's, he just keeps telling us the same thing. Yeah. So he's, uh, and he's not being specific about my sister because my sister hasn't been there for a really long time. I've been there more regularly. Remind me of your sister's name, Kathy. Uh, her, her name's Nancy. All right. So, Jack, are you waiting for Nancy to show up? Yes. Oh, I got a yes on that. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you've thought that for a while. Yeah, he hasn't said yes before, though, so that's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it may happen this week because my mom's birthday is Thursday, and I'm going to go up on Thursday to have a uh, late day meal with her, and she's going to call my sister and see if the three of us can go. So I'm going to take that opportunity to, to say, well, why don't you stop by the house and say hi to Dad quickly, and we'll all three go together. I'm hoping that we'll get a visit out of that. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I know that's what he wants, and I know it's hard for her. That's what he said last time. He knows it's really hard for her, but I, I, I know that's what he would like to feel complete. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Use your your best persuasive skills to get I your will. sister over there. I will. Thank you, Julie. You bet. Hang in there, girl. Spend as Thank much you. time with them as you can. I will. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All righty. Our next caller is Patrice. Hi, Patrice. Ooh. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I have a question. Okay, please tell everybody where you're calling from. 
I'm calling from Stewart, Florida. It's like a sleepy fishing village north of West Palm Beach. That's right. I was just there a few weeks ago. It was very fun. Yep, and hot and very hot. Rainy. Oh, my gosh. It was like monsoon season a couple of the days. Yep, that's how it's been. Yes. Yeah, well, what's your question? Okay, 20 years ago, I dated this very handsome, kind, successful guy who was on his way to become a mega millionaire. His name was Paul. We were definitely in love with each other. He was on such a super fast track to get married that it overwhelmed me. And because he thought, because I wasn't as quickly, you know, bracing to the aisle, he ended up like saying we were splitting up. Well, there was a very bad family um, that, you know, that he met the daughter and they actually set him up to get to his money and whatnot. And after they had two kids together and whatnot, and he had lent them like millions of dollars that they lost and whatnot, the father-in-law murdered him like in cold (gasps) blood, like, like over a dozen bullets went in him. And when I heard about it, it totally devastated me. I saw a 2020, you know, documentary about it. They made a movie. It was headlining all through the U.S. It was like it, like it was so surreal. And I just kind of blocked it out and I pray for him and whatnot. But it's just been like almost like I'm, I'm going through it now. Like, oh, my gosh, it was just so horrible. Through Facebook, the brother found me. We formed a friendship. You know, it's almost like a brother-sister friendship because he's married with a family. Um, but just recently, like when I find pictures, which I haven't seen these pictures in years, I could tell from the pictures we really were in love. And I was just young and I was scared and I just feel almost guilt like I could have saved him or whatnot. And I'm just wondering, like, why am I processing this now? And um, I was wondering, like, if our souls will meet up again. And, like, why am I thinking about him so much after this, you know, 20 years? Like, he's dead now over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, yes, you're absolutely soulmates with Paul. And we can bring him in and talk to him if you want. Oh, great. Yeah. If you're, if you're game for that. But our soulmates, we are with through multiple lifetimes. And our culture, our entertainment industry, and our publishing industry, the movies and TV shows and books have all convinced us that soulmates are our romantic partner for life and that soulmates are just romantic, you know, lovers and spouses and things like that. In actuality, our soulmates are everybody that's in our lives, our parents, our spouses, our siblings, our children, you know, we're all our friends. We're all soulmates. We all go through many lifetimes together and we play different parts. So I get that you and Paul absolutely were soulmates. Um, Why are you processing this now? Let me see if I can get some information on that. Guilt. So the guilt is being triggered by something else you feel guilty about. And it's kind of a domino effect. You're on the guilt frequency at the moment for this and perhaps something else that, that was the catalyst to you thinking about Paul again and how, how this works, Patrice is all, there are all these thoughts that are floating around out in the universe as I understand it. And our heads are similar to big satellite dishes and if we're driving in the car and we have our radio set to 97.2 or whatever, we're picking up the station that's broadcasting on that frequency. 
Okay. So yes. are you still? So what happens is we'll get on a frequency of something. For instance, you'll get on a mm-hmm. guilt frequency, and that guilt frequency has memories of Paul on it. And as long as you're tuned into that guilt frequency, you're going to get stuff that's going to come back to you that that perhaps you felt guilty about throughout your mm-hmm. lifetime. You can change the frequency to something else. And normally when when we're on a frequency that causes distress or anxiety or fear or pain or whatever, we can switch that to a frequency that makes us feel good. And it's mm-hmm. as simple as thinking of something that makes you smile. What makes mm-hmm. you smile? If you had a, if you, the first thing that comes into your head when I say, what makes you smile when you think of it? My dog. Your dog. What's your dog's name? Talia. Talia. All right. So Talia, you think of Talia. When you're feeling guilty about Paul and you think of Talia, that gets you onto the better feeling frequency. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you have another thought and another thought. You know when we have a negative thought and then it kind of breeds another negative thought, which breeds another negative thought. And before you know it, you're feeling down. Because it's a domino effect of negative thoughts. We can do the same thing and switch it. I don't think it's anything more complicated than that. I think you're on a guilt, you've been on a guilt frequency occasionally for whatever. Maybe you ate, I don't know, ate a whole cake or something. I don't know. And, And you're on the guilt frequency. So then that triggers other feelings of guilt and other thoughts of guilt. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think it's anything more complicated than that. Uh, as far as Paul goes, that was his life's story. That was his life's experience. There's nothing you could have done to have changed it. Uh, you're, you're, we're not that powerful. We have mm-hmm. lots of variables. We have lots of forks in the road that we can take along the way. But if Paul's journey that he chose before he was born was to experience this and something this sensational. If it didn't happen that way, it would have happened some other way. Mm-hmm. His father-in-law was just the one who was the one that was pulling the trigger. Something else would have, could have, might have happened. And that was his soul's path. So, you know, I know we all think we're really powerful and we could have changed that. But short of of being like Michael, Michael, whatever his name is, that is in Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future, where he went, he went back in the past to change something that happened in the past so that it would affect the future. Right, right. You know, we can't do it. It's, it's over mm-hmm. with. And it's all part of our soul's journey. So do you want mm-hmm. me to call... Paul, call Paul in. Sounds like a rhyme. Please. Call Paul in and yeah, let's talk to him. Like, All right. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. All right. I'm hooked into you. My laser beam's hooked into you in Florida and Paul's standing right next to you. So questions for Paul. Um, well, why am I thinking about him so much now versus 10 years ago when the actual murder happened? Because it, he's telling me that it's more comfortable for you now because you're further away from it. At the time, it was too hard for you to face. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and also you're on the guilt frequency. He's saying what I just explained to you is true. But he said the other part of the equation is you, you've had enough time elapsed that you can, it's easier for you to deal with it. Now it was too overwhelming at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, will we meet up again? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He'll be there. He'll be, he'll be around you as you're dying. He's around you now. Wow. The people that, the people that had him killed, you know, the father-in-law and all, mm-hmm. I was transferred from my job 10 years ago, and I'm living mm-hmm. right where those bad people are from. So as I'm processing it and everything, it just sickens me now where it didn't sicken me when I first moved here. But mm-hmm. it's like just knowing that they traveled these streets and they were in this area that's unfamiliar to me, like it's my new home. It's, it's another problem as well. It's almost like haunting to me. Do you understand? So mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what, is, what happened to the, the murderer? Is he still in prison? Is he's he in dead? prison for life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, again, it was all part of Paul's soul's journey in that lifetime. And it played out perfectly. So, for instance, in a past lifetime, he might have been a murderer. And he, in this lifetime, wanted to experience what it felt like to be the person who was murdered. Or perhaps he was the parent of someone who was murdered or the parent of a murderer or the mm-hmm. sibling or the child or the lawyer that prosecuted the case or the lawyer who defended the murderer. What we do is that we, we come back into multiple lifetimes so that we can look at all different perspectives of a situation. And what I find is that in our linear time, in human lifetimes, what would be the equivalent of a hundred year to us might be a nanosecond in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. So we live hundreds, if not thousands of lifetimes and they're all to get different perspectives. You know, we think, Oh my gosh, that would be so exhausting to mm-hmm. live 80 years looking at this perspective and live another 70 or hundred years looking at another perspective. But really if it's just a blink of an eye, it makes it more feasible. That's my perspective, Patrice. Now, who knows? We're going to find out when we die, right? But that's that's the perspective that I get from doing this work for 25 years almost. And uh, so any other questions for Paul? Just just is Paul here or like in, in another role? Is he another person? Is he in heaven? Where is he and what is he doing? All right. He tells me he's not, he has not reincarnated. He's in spirit form. So I know at some point in your life you saw a Star Trek TV show or movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know in the part where they say, beam me up, Scotty, and the people look like a hologram as they're being beamed up to another planet? Yes. That's what he looks like. He looks like a hologram of himself. He's standing to your right. He says he's around you a lot. He said whenever you want to talk to him, he's telling me teacher. Whenever you want to talk to him, say something to him in in your head, or you can say it out aloud, whatever, and you can ask him a question, you can make a statement, you can do whatever, and the first thing that pops back into your head is going to be his response. If you okay. think about it for more than a couple of seconds, that's going to be your brain answering you. 
Okay. Okay. So he, he was cute. He goes, tell her how to, tell her how to talk to me. Teach her how to talk to me. Uh, he does say that, that he considers your, what your relationship was with him was it was true love for him. His words. It was true love. And he says, you'll be in many, many other lifetimes together. But he said, you don't have to wait because he's around you all the time now. I mean, you can talk to him. You can have a conversation with him at any time. Thank you. You're welcome. That's very comforting. I have goosebumps. Oh, I hope it helps. It does. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. You bet. Thank you, Julie. God bless you. Thank you, dear. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. I believe our next caller is Miss Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi. 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 Um, you unmuted me, though, Julie. Oh, this is sorry. Peter. Sorry, That's Peter. Okay. We're going to mute you back up, but we'll come back to you in a minute. Allie, do I have you? Yeah. Yes, okay, you have good. me. <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Well, I'm better, good. I guess. It's been a rough Tell week. everybody where you're calling from. Um, Columbus, Ohio. All right. And, Home of um, my birth. Yes. Um, I know you have a lot of callers, so I'm trying and get right to it. Um, yeah, so today, for me, I technically think that this is like my dad's one-year official heaven anniversary because um, I never really went to sleep, but technically, I guess he died tomorrow um, right. like at midnight. So it's just been a really difficult week for my family. I bet. Um, very emotional thing, you know, just like the reminders of what we were doing this time last year. And just, uh-huh. you know, I've been trying to trying to be as positive um, as I can be, you know, um, for everyone and stuff. But it just seemed, you know, I think just, you know, the emotions are just getting the best of everyone, which is normal and understandable and stuff. But just I've been sitting here trying to think about all these things to ask my dad if you can get him on the radar but I'm like I don't even know like we, <laughs> you just miss him so much and just like yeah I don't know just any valid you know indication that he's like and I know he's here but um I honestly have no idea what I want to ask him but if he mm-hmm. has anything that he wants me to tell people um mm-hmm. so that's pretty much has, has your has your grief gotten any better in the past year? Does it feel like it's just all stirred back up right now because of the anniversary? It's all just of stirred back up right now. It's just like, okay. um, yeah, no, it's it comes, you know, like you said, in waves. It's every, you know, um, but no, I, I, for me personally, I've, I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job just with you. Tomorrow's our one year best friend anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, um, it's the first time Allie, I talk to you. Yeah, what Allie's talking about is she and her mom called the night that your dad died, right? He had died yeah. at midnight the night the, that morning. And uh-huh. that was that was amazing and I and I hope that you got some comfort. Uh, I oh, I was absolutely. amazed that you guys had the you know, the strength or the energy to call in, but but mm-hmm. there are no coincidences in life, right? As you know, and right, I agree. Yeah. So absolutely. All right. Well, let me get him on my radar, and let's see what what Marty has to say for himself. Her dad. 
I know Allie's family from Columbus because her dad's family, all the kids, they had seven kids. And my four siblings, oh, there were four of us, my three siblings and I, our parents were really good friends. They all went to high school together and they all used to get together in a big group. And so all the kids would be, you know, everywhere we'd be running around <laughs> and stuff. So I knew Allie's dad and Allie found me through her aunt Mary, who was a year behind me in school. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of familiarity. And I knew Allie's mom when she was dating her dad in high school, because (laughs) I I went to one high school, but my brothers and, and Allie's dad and all her uncles all went to this boys Catholic high school in town. And her mom went to this girls Catholic high school. So I, you know, there's lots of history back there. with all of that. So, all right. And, and you know, how cool is that, that our parents were friends, my parents yeah. and your grandparents. And then I knew your dad and all his siblings growing up. And now right. this third generation, <laughs> I'm not in touch with anybody else in your family, really, but I you. And, I know it's crazy. My aunt talks about that all the time. We just, I just saw her and we talked about you all the time. Yes. Oh, Aunt Mary. <laughs> yes. Just like how, like, there's no coincidences. Like there's no, yeah. like this all happened for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary friended me on Facebook out of the blue one day and then saw that I was doing this woo-woo stuff and it was maybe a month before your dad died. And so oh my gosh. Oh my there, gosh, are no, crazy. there are no coincidences. So my parents and your grandparents are in heaven loving all of this connection that's still going on. Yeah. And I not only knew your parents, I knew your all your parents' siblings. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, one, of, one of your great aunts, I used to call aunt because she worked for my mom. Yeah, she was my mom's nuts. secretary. And I knew her all my life. And then I used to babysit. For for another one of your great aunts on your dad's side, I used to babysit mm. for her kids. So it's oh crazy. <laughs> All the connections. <laughs> Lots of connections there. The webs we weave, right? But how yeah. cool that that um you know, that our families are still connected. All right, yeah. so here we go. Yeah, your dad's right next to you. He's saying that he <laughs> All right, I know what he's talking about. This is the first thing out of his mouth, Allie. He's saying he likes your daughter's hair long. She oh, got a that. pixie. She got a pixie haircut because I've seen her pictures on Facebook. He's, that's the first thing out of his mouth is he likes he likes your baby's hair longer. Oh, he does well, grown not out. like he does not like it short. She looks like a little boy, even though she's really cute. He said she needs to have a girl haircut. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, is that something he would say? Yeah. Yeah, that's so right. funny. I thought he would have loved her hair, though. No, he thinks she needs to look like a little girl. <laughs> she is, tell everybody how old she is. She's five and a half. Yes, and, and um, she's she, my dad were very close, very very yeah. close. So she's a little redhead with lots of little freckles on her nose yeah. and her cheeks. And those pictures I haven't met her, but I've just seen pictures from Facebook. All right, yeah. Marty, what else do you want to tell Allie? You're doing a great job. He's glad you're getting married. Are you getting married? Yeah, we got engaged just right after he died because he okay. put the pressure on. <laughs> All right. He's saying, is your brother walking you down the aisle? My godfather, my uncle, who is my dad's 
oldest brother, the oldest of all Rick. siblings. Rick. Yep. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. See, I told you I knew all of them. Yep. <laughs> we all had a crush on Rick when we were in high school because he was about five years older than us. And he <laughs> dated my babysitter um, when they were both in college. And, and they used to come over to our house when they were dating. We thought that was so cool. Oh, my I mean, my babysitter from when I was little, little, her name was yeah. Ann Barron. Oh you ask God, him about funny. Ann, who he dated, who was friends with the Ryans, and he'll know exactly oh, who you're yes. talking about. Yeah, that'll know. give you some secret agent material. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, he, he thinks your brother should walk you down the aisle. Uh, yeah. That's your that's dad. But, yeah. but that's, that's up to you. <laughs> uh, all right. What else? He's saying... He's bringing up the yellow roses. Tell everybody about the yellow roses. Um, that the first time, yeah, my we called the day my dad died. That's he wanted um, me to go out and buy my mom some yellow roses. Um, so we did, and told her that they were from dad. And then we found out the meaning of the yellow roses later. And um, and one of the main things, obviously, is like the sun as well. And my mom was obsessed with the sun and a little too much now that she's getting lots of skin cancer removed. But it's, it's the quote unquote good skin cancer. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's fine. But um, this, if anybody knows my mom, they just know that she's obsessed with the sun and um, and like, you know, the yellow roses in friendship and stuff. So. Um, and there was something was, about missing, like somebody being far away or something, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really on point, if I yes. remember the the definition of yeah. different flowers crazy. back in the Victorian times had different meanings. Like if you gave somebody a yellow rose, it meant something. Yeah. If you gave somebody like, you know, a lilac plant, it meant something not so right, good, I right. think. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> But, all right. What else? So he's saying keep your mom in yellow roses for him. He's just real big on these yellow roses. He I was know. all about the yellow roses back. And if you go back a year ago on the podcasts that are online, you'll you'll it's hear, always yellow roses. He was all about the yellow roses that night when he died. Mm-hmm. So um, you know everything. Everything's good. He's around you guys all the time. He's around Lucy. He doesn't like where she sits in her classroom. He thinks she needs to be closer to the front of the classroom. Oh my gosh, so, so I don't know oh. where she sits, but that's what he's saying. And uh, other than that, do you have a question? Um, well, Excuse me. God bless you. Um, Thank you. Does he live with anybody in heaven? Like, does he share a house or something with somebody? They don't have houses. They're just all together. They're all spirits. And if they think that they want something telepathically, they get it immediately. So let me ask him who he, he hangs out with his mom, Lucille, uh, sees his dad, his mom, your, your great grandmother. So his mom's mom, he spends a lot of time with her and she died. If I remember correctly, when your mom was young, when your grandmother was young, when all those women when that family was all young. Uh, and then your paternal grand, great-grandfather, he hangs out with him too. Okay. But he, he's just laughing. He's going, this is great. I, you know, <laughs> it's great where he is. Yeah. So so we, we grieve our loved ones for us. 
Right. But, yeah. but yeah. It, hopefully it will give you some comfort knowing that he's, he's great. He's with you all the time. And it doesn't get any better than where he is. It's the, yeah. it's the pinnacle. So it's the mountaintop. Okay. okay. I just so I keep having helps. dreams about, yeah, I just I still have dreams about him. I didn't know if there was anything I was missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people. No, that's good. That's good that you're having dreams of them. A lot of times dreams are uh, just a different reality and you're hanging out with them in your dreams. Yeah. 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 And so you really are. Your spirit is. Right. That's what I'm, so, I keep telling myself when I have those. Yeah. And it seems to be yeah. when I need it the most. So. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, All right. Well, let that baby's hair grow out. I will. I am. We are. (laughs) Okay. Tell your mom hi. Get her some roses. Okay. Already did. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, fun. All right. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. and I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. We do this show every Thursday night and it's taped at 8 Eastern, 7 Central and 5 Pacific. You can find all this information on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see it. Also, sign up for my blog when you're there. I send it out on Thursday mornings, and this call-in information is on there. Like us on Facebook. Go to Ask Julie Ryan. You'll see it. Like me on Facebook, and you'll. I usually post something as a reminder there as well. And then also when you're on my website, uh, schedule an appointment, and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And you can also submit a question online if you want, and we can um, go from there. So let me read a quick question that was submitted online, and this came from Anne, and Anne lives in Boise, Idaho. And she said, hi, Julie. I wondered what you think about getting the flu shot. I've gotten one every year for the last five and a half year, five plus years, excuse me, and never gotten the flu. But recently, I've been reading about their efficacy and potential ties to diseases. One blog I read said, quote, according to the research of Hugh Fundenberg, MD, a leading immunogeneticist, that's a long word, an individual is 10 times more likely to develop Alzheimer's disease if they have received five flu shots in their lives, as opposed to others who have had zero to one flu shots. This is attributed to levels of aluminum and mercury. 
Most of the flu vaccine for this current season will contain thimerosal, a mercury-based preservative, as well as aluminum. The flu vaccine has also been linked with other serious health conditions, such as Guillain-Barre syndrome, vascular disorders, and narcolepsy. In addition to mercury and aluminum, the shots often contain known toxic additives such as polysorbate 80 and formaldehyde. Does the short-term potential benefit of the vaccine outweigh the long-term risks? Not from where I stand, end quote. So all that that I just read was by this researcher, Dr. Hugh Fundenberg. That was his opinion. And then Anne went on to say, what are your thoughts? Thank you, as always, Anne in Idaho. So my response is, hi, Anne, great question. Flu shots and vaccines in general are a highly debated and oftentimes emotionally charged topic. So with that in mind, I suggest everyone needs to educate themselves on their risks and rewards before getting a vaccination needle stabbed into them or their children. Fact is, there isn't one virus that causes the flu, and there isn't one flu vaccine that will protect against all strains of the flu. Each year, a different flu vaccine is developed and is based on assumptions of what strains will materialize during that flu season. By most accounts, in any given year, the flu vaccine is around 50% effective. Recent data from the Center for Disease Control, CDC is what that's known as, shows the flu vaccine was 18% effective in, in the 2014-15 season and 56% effective, although only 9% effective for senior citizens in the 2012 to 2013 season. Those are not great odds. Other concerns include toxic chemicals and preservatives you mentioned above. One little-known secret is a single-dose vial of vaccine doesn't contain the marisol, the mercury-based preservative that seems to cause so many of the reported side effects. Only the multi-dose vials contain this toxin. So if you or anybody in your family is being vaccinated for anything, demand vaccines from single-dose vials. That's a biggie, everybody. Any kind of vaccine, they're going to use a multi-dose vial and just take whatever the needed amount is. But tell them that you're not going to let them vaccinate you or your kids unless they're using a single-dose vial because then it doesn't have that preservative in it. To answer your question, when I ask, is it in anyone's best interest to get a flu shot, I get a yes. The CDC recommends healthcare workers and anyone with a chronic health condition get immunized. When I ask if it's in the majority of the population's best interest to get a flu shot, I get a no. That would be the rest of us. So regardless of whether or not you decide to get a flu shot, here are some things we can all do to boost our immune systems and stay healthy. Number one, stay hydrated. Number two, eat lots of colorful fruits and vegetables. And remember, onions and garlic are natural antimicrobials. Number three, take vitamins. Be sure to include ester C, zinc, and D3. Number four, get your sleep. And number five, exercise. Hope this information helps. It is We are going into the season right now where they start advertising, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. And, you know, we need to be informed. So we need to get a handle on what we feel based on the research that we've seen. So let's go back to the phone. And I believe we have Scott. Hi, Scott. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call, Julie. You bet. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Dangerous, Tennessee. Terrific. What's going on up there? 
Well, um, my sister, Tammy, she battled cancer for several years, and she just passed away this past Saturday in North Carolina. And um, she had a partner, Betsy, and my two sisters, Kim and Christy, uh, was with us Uh during her passing. And also my my daughter, Savannah, which is her niece, and Mm. nephew, Bri. Um, Wow. She had a crowd of loved ones with her. How wonderful. Yeah. so, Mike, I got I got a couple of questions here for her for Tammy. Okay, let me get you <laughs> um, on my radar and pull her in. Okay. So here we go. Okay, got you, and she's standing right next to you to your right. So, let's go. Questions. Okay. Um, does she have any uh, any message for her uh, companion, her partner for over twenty years, Betsy? She's telling me that Betsy's really having a tough time. She's just in deep, deep grief right now, and understandably so. She's saying, explain the waves of the ocean. What Allie, our last caller, was talking about is I always tell people when they're grieving to think of the grief as like a wave of the ocean. It's going to crash in, and it's going to hurt like crazy with a lot of force. But if you can hang there while you're feeling like you're, you know, the grief is crashing in on you. And remember that like waves of the ocean, it's always going to recede. Then it's going to be out there and things are going to be calm. And then it's going to come crashing back in. And when you're in the really tough times, just remember, okay, like waves of the ocean, it's going to recede. And so that can help Betsy. She's saying that can help Betsy um, okay. deal with the grief. Uh, she wants you to stay close to Betsy. She's saying there's... Do they have an estate that they need to unravel, the two of them together? I, I don't know. I'll find out. I'm going over there uh, for the celebration next Wednesday, and I'll see okay. with it. Okay. She's saying that she thinks she's that Betsy's going to need your help and guidance on that, on unra- unraveling all that stuff, because what she's telling me that, is that Betsy's going to get over, overwhelmed with all the details and the paperwork and all that kind of nonsense that you have to do when somebody dies. Um, but it's just going to be overwhelming to her. So she would appreciate it if you would help her with that however you can. And, okay. uh, do, they have a dog? The- do they have a dog together? Yeah, they had two dogs. <laughs> okay, something about a dog. She's saying that the dog will give her comfort. Was there one dog that Betsy was closer to or that perhaps Tammy was closer to? Um, I, I don't know which one she was closer to. I know there was one that was blind and... I don't know okay. which one she was closer to. All right. Well, she's saying that the dog, the dog, not dog. So one, I, I'm sure Betsy will be able to tell you that she's going to get comfort from a dog. And she's saying that it's really good that she's got the dog so that that's going to help a lot. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Message for Kim and Christy, her, her two sisters. Uh, just that she loves them and she's around you guys all the time. Okay. She can be yeah. around all of you all at the same time. Okay. Um, any any message for her, her dad? Well, she's telling me that you're the one that holds the you're the glue that holds the family together. Is that true? Um, I think it's been more her uh, Kim. I mean, I'm I'm coming back into the picture. I, I worked overseas for so long. Now I'm coming back in the picture. Well, she's saying you're the glue, and. Okay. Uh, she said, everybody loves you. Everybody listens to you. You're kind of like the troop leader, her words. 
<laughs> and and uh, uh, she's grateful, but that she's around all of you all the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that helps. Okay. I have. Is she with my mother right now? Yes. That came through before your question was even out. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, now I, I have one last question I have to answer. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, during her passing, I had some kind of sensation in my in my solar flex, you know, in, in, in the in the, the seat of soul area. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know exactly what that was, but it felt you know like something escaping or something going on right mm-hmm. after passing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What you felt, Scott, was what I was talking to before with. Kathy, our second caller, whose dad is dying, there's a vortex that forms. And if you go on my site, AskJulieRyan.com, you'll see graphics of this under the 12 phases of transition. And when the body separates from the, when the spirit separates from the body and evacuates the body, it almost feels like there's like a suction parting. Like if you, um, you know, if you took a plunger and you plunged it up against the wall and then you removed it, you can almost feel that force of that suction. Does that make sense? That's yeah, what no, you no, that experienced. Makes... That's what you that experienced. Was... Yeah. And that was, other... that was my experience. But right, right. Yeah. So you were tuned in and you, that's what you experienced. The other thing is you may want to consider getting my book, Angelic Attendance. You can get it on Amazon. If you just Google Julie Ryan, you'll see it. Or go to my site, AskJulieRyan.com, and there's a link off of there. There'll be a pop-up that'll come up. And I would consider getting that and reading it and also getting one for your your family members that were really close to your sister, to Tammy, because it will help them make sense of all this and it will provide a lot of comfort. And that's why I wrote the book because I've worked with so many families who have a loved one who's died or while they were dying. And every, every family said to me, please write a book because this just is, is so comforting to us, not only going through the process, but also afterwards. So um, I highly recommend, you know, get a book or two or three and then you can, you can uh, kind of pass them around. Okay. Kind of a thing. Do you have time you know. for one more? <laughs> I do. A, a quick one, yeah. Okay. Uh, does mother have a message for us? I don't know. Tell me your mom's name. Uh, Tommy. Tommy? Yeah. We called her Tommy Mimi. And, Tommy and Tammy. That's what my grandsons call me is Mimi. All right. <laughs> so, Tommy, do you, she's, she's laughing and shaking her head saying, He's, you're the glue. You're the glue. You're the one that's going to keep this family together, which is interesting. It's usually a woman, but you're there. I've heard that from two of your relatives now. You're the glue. So, so. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Hi, Peter. I've just hey, got there. about. I just got about. Three minutes left. So, do you have a quick question, or do you want to save it for next time? Uh, it's quick. Okay, go. Um, from San Francisco, I know Peter's from, from San Francisco. He's called in before. Right, and as we know, about two and a half hours north of here is a conflagration. You know, like a, a national disaster going on. Yeah, yeah, Napa. Uh, right. That's where um, uh, Saritha, who's my girlfriend's my girlfriend passed 
at the right. end of August. Sarifa lives there in Katati with her husband and a newborn baby. Oh, and so I'm inquiring whether they are okay. Yes, they are. They need to do. I mean, I, the whole area, uh, I'm sure, is just jammed with cars and everything. So th- that's one question. And then the other is to Kat, does she have anything to say, period, about anything? Offer for yeah. her daughter to, and her family to stay with you. If you can get to them. I know cell service is yeah. down a lot yeah. in that area, but she's saying uh, offer. Unfortunately, offer I, my place is super small. It's really, yeah. really small. Like it, um, but, okay. But maybe there's... I don't think it matters if that's the only place they have to stay. I think okay. they're... Yeah, that's what she's she's saying is uh, okay. offer. Make the offer. Not that they're going to yeah. take you up on it, but I think yeah. it yeah. would mean a lot to them that you even offered. Yeah. She's saying okay. send, them a te- send her a text. Uh, okay. Yeah. She said she doesn't want to hear from me at all. So, well, period. Maybe that's um, why... That's why your your honey is telling you to send her a text because that'll help smooth the waters. Well, she didn't want anything, email, text, or anything from me. Well, you know what I'll do is I'll send one to her brother. I'll okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for okay. calling. Stay safe. Okay. And is she okay right now? Can you tell? She's great. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, Teresa. Yes, she the, is. The daughter. She's okay. 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 Thanks. thanks, Peter. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, we are out of time, everybody. To the other callers that are still on the phone, please call back. Next week, we're gonna, I'm going to pre-record a show because I'm going to be traveling. So call back in two weeks, and, uh, which I think is like the 27th-ish. And then uh, and I'll, and I'll do that on, this, on that Thursday. For those of you that are in Napa and Northern California and also Anaheim, Anaheim Hills, I know, is burning. Uh, yeah, good luck. Stay safe. Be smart. We're sending you love and hugs and prayers. And it seems like every week there's a new disaster going on. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a terrific weekend and a, and a great next week. And I will talk to you week after next. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.